What's good, everybody? Welcome back to Real Talk with Kenny King Jr. Man, there's a lot to get into. There's a lot to break down. There's a lot to talk about because this offseason has been one of the craziest ones I've ever seen. And it's kind of funny because last season was one of the craziest seasons that I've ever seen as a Raider fan. But this is a crazy season, not only for the Raiders, crazy offseason for the Raiders. It's a crazy offseason around the league. Uh, You have Tom Brady, who retired and unretired. You have Bruce Arians, who suddenly retired. And the next day was inducted into the Buccaneers Ring of Honor. You have Todd Bowles, who is now a head coach again. You have more minority head coaches in the league than they've had in a long time, if ever. I haven't fact-checked it, so don't fact-check me or hold me accountable for that one. Also, the Raiders made some great trades. Teams have made some great trades. Each team has gotten better. You've got Deshaun Watson went to the Cleveland Browns. Amari Cooper to the Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield is still with the Cleveland Browns. You have the Raiders got Devontae Adams. Now, Devontae, we know, is a top wide receiver, arguably the best wide receiver in the league, and is now playing for the Las Vegas Raiders. Him and Derek famously played together in college, set records at Fresno State, and I'm excited for what they're going to do in Las Vegas. You look at also what the Raiders have done, bringing in Chandler Jones, trading Yannick Ngakwe over to the Indianapolis Colts, bringing over Rocky Sin in that trade. The Raiders are making moves, and I'm really excited about what's happening because the AFC West is just getting harder and harder. You have the Chargers who brought in J.C. Jackson, Khalil Mack. Uh, you have the Broncos who made a big blockbuster trade and brought in Russell Wilson. And then you have the Chiefs who have a ton of draft picks, but guess who they don't have? Tyreek Hill. So like I said, this season is going to be crazy because if you look at the AFC top to bottom, all these teams have gotten better. Oh, speaking of which, the team that Tyreek was traded to, the Dolphins, are now the fastest team in the league. You have Jalen Waddle, you have Tyreek Hill, uh, but you still have two of throwing to him. So, you know, we'll see what happens there. I'm really excited about what the, where the season is going to go, what the direction is going to go. But what we want to do and break down today is just kind of going over some of these moves that have been made, some of these things that have happened. Um, obviously, with Josh McDaniels and, and Dave Ziegler coming into the Raiders, they wanted to change the face of the organization. They want to change the look of the organization. You've got guys that have rings, guys that have won championships, guys that want to bring championships to Las Vegas, to hoist those Lombardis in Las Vegas, to add to the three Super Bowl trophies that the Raiders have and the Chargers don't have any. Yeah, I had to throw that in there because, you know, I hate the Chargers. Anyways, you look at these guys that come in. They came into to Las Vegas. They inherited a good football team. They inherited a team that was 10-7 and seven last season. They inherited a team that was the fifth seed in the playoffs. They inherited a team that, through all the trials and tribulations, losing, losing a head coach, losing Henry Ruggs, losing Damon Arnett, losing the laundry list of players, these guys still found a way to become within, honestly, a play to win the playoffs and to almost beat the team that went on to lose the Super Bowl by, really, a play. I tell you what. This team is something to be excited about. And I know that Raider fans, we get cautiously optimistic. We get fired up. We get excited. We get, you know, maybe unnecessarily excited year after year, season after season, because every year, you know, there's some kind of disappointment. Gruden's first couple of years, it was midseason letdowns. Um, then it was emails and car crashes and, you know, guns on Instagram and all these crazy things. Uh, but 
this team, and I always say this, but this team is starting to feel different. And I know that we can't really say much because these guys haven't practiced together. These guys haven't played together. But they're bringing in proven talent, guys that want to be Raiders, guys that want to be there, and guys that are still in the prime of their career. Like I said, Devontae Adams is still the top receiver. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. I've heard a lot of Packers fans saying that he's not going to be the same, that he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers throwing to, that he's not going to be the best receiver anymore, that he's old, that he's washed up. Why why were you guys so mad when you lost him then? If he's not that good, then why were you so mad when you lost him? Why did the Packers offer him a larger contract than what the Raiders offered him? That doesn't make any sense if he's washed. And I know that there's people that say, well, what about Antonio Brown? Look, (laughs) Devontae Adams and Antonio Brown are two completely different animals. Devontae Adams has a good head on his shoulder. Devontae Adams is a pillar of the community. Devontae Adams is somebody who you can rely on to be a team captain. Antonio Brown ain't none of those things, and we know that. We've seen what Antonio Brown has done over the years, uh, from frozen feet to showing up in a hot air balloon to fighting in practice to, you know, calling grandma and saying he's free to uh, to walking off the field and making a spectacle of himself in the middle of the game to putting himself on the internet uh, on certain sites that I will not name on this podcast because it is a family-friendly show. So yes, Devontae and AB are not the same person. They are not even in the same room. But this team, this Raiders team, if we look at this team from top to bottom, there's still some glaring needs. This is a team that has to get better at protecting the quarterback. They have to get better at protecting Derek Carr. Uh, we still There's still some holes on the offensive line. The right tackle position right now is up for grabs. Alex Leatherwood was drafted in the first round last year to be the starting right tackle. He was moved over to right guard. He's going to get an opportunity to compete for right tackle. Brandon Parker was brought back as well. But there's question marks. You know, looking at the secondary, do the Raiders continue to make more moves in the secondary? Are the Raiders content at cornerback? Are the Raiders content in the safety position? Is Jonathan Abram going to be that guy moving forward? Or do the Raiders go out there and try to get a guy like the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew? You know, do the Raiders try to make a move at cornerback and try to bring in Stephon Gilmore? These are questions that you have to ask. These are questions that that have to be brought up because, you know, we talk about contenders and we talk about what teams can do and what teams can are capable of. And yes, quarterbacks are fantastic. Receivers are fantastic. Running backs are fantastic. But defenses ultimately win championships. Now, obviously, top-rated offenses are needed, but defenses win championships. And for years, Raider fans, we've been saying, Get us a middle-of-the-pack defense. Get us a middle-of-the-pack defense. Screw that. I want this defense to be top-notch. I'm tired of settling for mediocrity. I'm tired of saying, get me middle-of-the-pack. Let's get this defense top-notch. We have one of the best pass rushers in the league coming back as a Raider. Max Crosby signing a huge extension. And then we have another one of the best pass rushers in the league joining the Raiders with Chandler Jones. There's no reason why this team... This defense can't be one of the top defenses in the league. And they're going to get a test every single week. I mean, look at the AFC West. Down in L.A., you've got Justin Herbert. 
Over in Kansas City, you've got Pat Mahomes. Over in Denver, you've got Russ. There's some hitters out there. And if you look at the schedule, the Raiders have a tough schedule, but it's also a winnable schedule if they do things right. Now, obviously, we don't know the dates of games, when, you know, the times of games, but we know what the Raiders' opponents are. Some of them we've seen the past couple of years. Some of them we, we're going to be seeing for the first time in a few years. It's exciting because we get to reignite the NFC West, AFC West rivalry that, you know, the, the Battle of the Bay with the Niners coming to Vegas. Uh, we get to play the Seahawks. Remember, uh, for anybody that's been a Raider fan for a long time, the Seahawks used to be part of the AFC West. Um, and so just reigniting some of those rivalries, um, you know, some familiar faces. Get to see the Cardinals with Rodney Hudson and Brenston Buckner coaching over there. Uh, you get to see, you know, some 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 familiar faces around the league. So it's, it's going to be exciting to see that. But, you know, as we look at this team, as we look at, you know, preparing, some of the things that I've jotted down is just kind of preparing for, you know, what this team's ceiling is, what this team's floor is. Early prediction, you know, I think this team's floor obviously is 10-7. and seven. You know, they, they finished at 10-7 and seven last year. I don't see them doing worse than that. You know, the ceiling, I mean, ultimately the ceiling is, is you know, 13-4. and four. I would say that this team is a team that could win the division. This is also a team that could end up last in the division. That's not outside the realm of possibilities. This is also not outside the realm of possibilities that all four teams from the AFC West make the playoffs. All four teams have a roster that can make the playoffs. All four teams have quarterbacks that can make the playoffs. All four teams have playmakers that can make the playoffs. The Chargers were a tie away from making the playoffs last season. And had Brandon Staley been just a smarter coach, he could have crept in there. Unfortunately, Derek Carr was a little bit smarter. And Daniel Carlson's leg was a little bit stronger. And why the hell would the Raiders want to help the Chargers? Why the hell would the Raiders want to do anything for the Chargers? The only thing the Raiders want to do for the Chargers is buy tickets to their stadium and sell out their stadium when we play in L.A. Now, some things that I want to focus on, some things that I'm, I'm looking to get into this year is we're going to be adding some segments to the show. We're going to be adding some fun things, some uh, some cool things to talk about. I'm going to be doing a mailbag. And anybody that's listening to this podcast, shoot me some questions. But I want you guys to also, if you're on Twitter, make sure you check out the new Real Talk community. So Real Talk Raider Nation, we have a new community set up. It's about 3,000 people in there right now. It's all Raider stock. So that is an opportunity for you guys to go in, have some conversations, talk about Raider stuff. You don't have to worry about anything else on the timeline. It's just Raiders content. Now, I know that some of you guys follow me for my Raiders content. Some of you guys listen for, you know, my sports content. Some of you guys follow me for everything. If you guys are just interested in Raiders content, check out the Raiders community, the Real Talk Raider Nation community. It's, it's all Raider conversation. That's it. That's all we're talking about. Okay, we're not talking about anything else in there. If you do, you're gone. Booted. Had a couple uh had a couple Charger fans slide in there and I had to boot them. But uh that's you know, that's what we're gonna do over there. We're gonna get things popping over there, we're gonna get things going. Uh draft is coming up. You know, I'm excited about the draft. Uh the Raiders, you know, the funny thing is I'm going to Vegas for you know for day one and two of the draft, and coincidentally, the Raiders don't have any picks right now. 
you know, the Raiders could potentially trade some players. Uh, I, I've ran a couple scenarios in my head of guys that might get traded, guys that I don't think are going to get traded. Uh, one guy I don't think is, that's going to get traded is Darren Waller. But as we've seen in this league, anybody can get it. You know, if Tyreek Hill can get traded, Darren Waller can get traded. If Devontae Adams can get traded, Darren Waller can get traded. Uh, you know, Josh Jacobs would be another trade candidate with his fifth-year option coming up at $10.5 million. Is this somebody that the Raiders, you know, want to use long-term, want to pay long-term? Or does that money go to somebody like Darren Waller? Or does it go to somebody like Foster Moreau? Or does it go to a Hunter Renfro? Or do you split it between a Hunter and a Foster? You know, those are some of the questions that you have. And those are some of the things that, that you have to look at going forward. But as this team kind of starts to build together, you know, a couple guys that I was looking at were Channing Tindall out of Georgia, linebacker. Uh, the Raiders obviously want to get faster, quicker at linebacker. He's a great guy to add. Um, you know, those Georgia guys, everybody on that Georgia defense is a dog. <laughs> and not just because they're the Bulldogs, but because they're actual dogs. I mean, they, they go out there and they ball. Uh, another guy that I was looking at as well was LSU's Ed Ingram. Uh, he played guard. He's somebody that can come in. He's big. He's physical. He can pass block. He can run block. He could be, a, you know, he's a day three guy, but he could be an instant starter. And that might be somebody that Josh McDaniels and, and Dave Ziegler want to bring in um, and, you know, give Alex Leatherwood the opportunity to go back and play tackle and because he's been working in the offseason. Uh, he's somebody who, you know, may, maybe it was a confidence thing. Maybe it was a coaching thing. Uh, maybe it was just, you know, the welcome to the NFL moments. Um, but maybe he's somebody that can get it together and put it together out there on the field. And so it'll be very interesting to see where they go as we get closer to the draft. Obviously, we'll have some more looks. I'll uh, probably bring some people on to talk about draft prospects and some things that we have going on. He like said, I'm going to be going out to Vegas uh, for day one and two of the draft. So uh, I'll be probably partnering up with my boy Cody. Uh, we'll be somewhere. Don't know where yet, but we will be somewhere. I'll also be stopping by the Blue Wire Studios down at the Wynn. So if you guys are in Vegas, make sure you stop by the Wynn. You go by the Blue Wire Studios. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. There's going to be people doing podcasts all weekend long. You can stop by. It's like a fishbowl. So you can stand outside and just watch people. It's great. So make sure you check that out. Um, and then remember, like, comment, subscribe, share it. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.